Well, as most of you know, we love missions. That missions is the heartbeat of God. And that's why every first Sunday, this isn't the first Sunday, so I don't get confused, we focus on missions. But it is a great joy to be able to have a missions guest with us today. And I just got to give you a little bit of a backstory. There's a number of nations, all the flags up here in the front represent nations where we have missionaries and missionary projects that we support. And one of the ones that we've had a heart for forever, even before we came here almost 20 years ago, is the, the country of Haiti. And we have supported missionaries there all through that time. And some have retired and they've got new ones and kind of come and go and that kind of thing. But a couple of years ago, things got in the nation such that many missionaries were not going there anymore. And we said, we still want to support the work of God in Haiti. And our missions team leader, Vita, says, I know of a missions organization that's actively working, doing a great job in that nation. Let's start supporting them. And I said, let's do it. And so that's what we started to do. That organization is New Missions. And it got started, I think it was 1983, Tim. Yeah, I like this guy. He's got a really great name. His name is Tim. And uh, anyway, his parents went to, uh, to Haiti in 1983, and if I understood the information correctly, they took their suitcases and not much else, and landed there and start having church services, just put up a banner, and uh, talk to the people about how Jesus loves them, and God expanded that ministry all through the years. They established churches, and then with the churches, they established schools, so that children can get an education and have food and grow up and be able to to do something with their lives. They provide medical services, but the primary focus and the main reason they went there and it stayed the same all the way around is that they get the gospel of Jesus Christ while they um, have their needs met. And so... Tim said his dad is gone now, his mom's still around, but Tim is now the director of New Missions, and it's a great privilege to have him with us today. So Tim, come share about the ministry, share your heart, bring us a word, and we look forward to what you have to share with us today. Oh, and as was mentioned in the announcement video... Go ahead. Okay. All right. Be sure to leave an offering or give an offering. You can give it online, drop it in the box, mail it in, whatever, for New Missions. Um, And I'll come back to remind you of that at the end of the service. Put your hands together for your pastor, Tim. Come on, a little bit louder. Yes. Welcome home, Jan. I'm glad that the trunk didn't crush the head, okay? And I am thankful for your church family being extremely passionate about missions. I feel very at home here today. And those that are watching online, welcome. If you would just pour me an espresso, we'll drink some coffee together. And I I need to let you know something up front. I I didn't intend to share this, Pastor Tim, but I was raised by three moms. My mom and two Haitian women, Felicia and Lorianne. Felicia made me the best rice and beans. And Lorianne, she would use a twig from a tree to spank me, okay? In Haiti, the women, when they discipline their children... See, in the United States, moms practice discipline this way, time out. You ever seen an American mom use time out? What's the worth of that? I mean, what discipline is time out, right? In Haiti, when Lorianne, my Haitian mom, would discipline me when I was 11 and 12 years old, 
there was no time out. <laughs> it was, that's going to hurt for a while. <laughs> and it's great to be here this morning. Uh, I'm the tallest miniature golfer, okay? <laughs> and, and your pastor, Tim's actually taller than me. So you can go up to him later and say, wow, you know, you're, you're one of the tallest guys around. So that's good. I'm here to help you be taller. That's one of my spiritual gifts to pastors when I travel and preach at churches. They, they leave feeling so encouraged because they're like, dude, that, that guy's just really short. You know? And when I was living in Haiti, my mother and father were obviously busy being missionaries. And I was uh, homeschooled, uh, which I failed. And they got me a substitute teacher. His name was Jean-Pierre Francois Louis Bertrand. And he told me I could call him Larry. I still can't do math real well. I'm still learning English. <laughs> but I do speak Haitian Creole fluently. Do I have any friends here this morning? Amen. Merci, bon That means down with the devil. Amen. We need that in America. We all need to be saying that. That, that should be the slogan for the election. <laughs> down with the devil. Amen. Did you all laugh a little bit there? Did you like a little bit of that comedy? Was that okay? I mean, this is a clean show, you know. I hope I didn't offend you. So do you all want to know about a new mission field I've been on, Pastor Tim? I didn't, ha- I didn't have plans to share this. This is all impromptu. Thursday night, uh, was that three days ago now? Three days ago, Thursday night? Was Thursday night three? Help me, I'm, I'm homeschooled. I can't do math. Was Thursday, sir, in the middle. You're smart. You're nodding your head. Was Thursday three days ago? Thank you. Thursday night, three days ago, I was at the Funny Bone Comedy Club on International Drive in Orlando doing open mic. I did a four-minute set in between, let's just say, a lot of people that need to know Jesus, amen? And, and it has become a new mission field. That was my third attempt of stand-up. I've been doing attempting stand-up now for 83 days. So I founded the comedy event, Laugh All Night Comedy Concerts, which you all enjoyed during your missions conference. And we're going to bring it back again this year. I'll put your hands together for comedy. Come on. So here's the long story short, and then I'm going to dive into the message, and, and this will actually segue well. At the end of October, I came down with COVID again. And I'm like, oh, no. Now, you know, any, any sports fans in the room, clap if you like sports. It's okay. You're in church. Okay, good. So in, in the season of sports, there's a season for basketball, season for football, season for baseball. My season to be on the road and travel and speak is pretty much the fall, the winter, and the spring. Summer, not so much. October is my busiest, one of my busiest months. And, and literally, I had to cancel three weekends on the road. So it, it, it felt devastating. I was getting kind of discouraged. And so I called up one of the comedians that we work with. And I said, Rick, I'm stuck at home. I'm in quarantine. I know you have a comedy writing course. I want to take it. So he gave me access to the comedy writing course. This is the end of October. So I, I start doing the class, and about five days into it, I'm like, I, I kind of like this. So I was just crazy enough that on November 16th, less than a month later, I went to my very first open mic in Orlando, Florida at a comedy club. Now, you have to understand, don't clap if you've ever been to an open mic, because I don't want your pastor to know that you listen to bad comedy, Okay. But let me just tell you, the, there are some people I'm meeting, and they, they know that I'm a Christian, and I'm clean, and I'm there to learn how to write comedy. 
But ultimately, I believe wherever you go, you bring Jesus. And what they learn and see about you and I is the behavior and the decisions we make. Can I tell you a quick story? This, then I'm going to get in this message. In my neighborhood, on the last Tuesday of the month, we do what's called Guys Night Out. And I'll tell you, it has been a time of witness for these men hanging out with them. So wherever you go, you have a mission field. I'm on a mission field in Haiti and the Dominican and now stepping into the open mic. If anyone here on Instagram, on Instagram, on social media, if you want to look up Tim Cambridge, Cambridge, that's my stage name attempting stand-up, Tim Cambridge. If you look up Tim Cambridge, uh, please follow me, encourage me. Uh, because it's an adventure attempting this. Uh, I don't consider myself a comedian. I consider myself attempting to write comedy and also encourage the comedians that I work with for Laugh All Night. Uh, So it's an exciting time. And I don't mind making fun of myself that I'm this short. Now, I'll I'll end with this. Uh, Pastor Tim is going to discover this afternoon that my love language is food because I'm Italian. I grew up in an Italian home, and my mother, she'd call you at 10 p.m., and it's time to eat, right? If the Italian mom cooks, you eat. doesn't matter what time it is. But growing up in an Italian home, my, my parents, they liked to practice old-school discipline, right? So my father's favorite method was the belt, okay? But my mother's favorite method was pulling my hair. And obviously, she is still living, and I'm still disobedient, <laughs> Okay, let's pray for this message. Lord, thank you. Thank you for my dear friends here this morning. It is not by accident that we're gathered. I thank you for the laughter and the joy. But I thank you most for your presence that we have felt during worship. I thank you for this place that we can worship you in spirit and in truth. And right now, Father, as we open up your word, God, may you speak to us. That may we go from here to live out our lives on mission wherever you send us for your glory. And all God's people said, amen. Well, today I have a message on my heart I want to share with you as we kick off. You know, it's almost the end of the, of the first month of the new year. But I believe that we all need help with getting focused on who matters most. Because in our lives and in the world in which we live, there are a lot of attention-pulling efforts. It's almost like you know, marketing, society, schedules, they're all demanding your time and attention. But today I want to share this message titled, Praise the Lord, as we are focusing on who matters most. Amen? And so um, what I want to do to kind of do an exercise, I like getting people involved when I preach, and uh, I think you guys are energetic enough to do this and help me out with this. Okay, I need some help with this. I'm going to put a, a painting on the screen here, and this is a painting that was made in 1975. Now, if you were born after the year 2000, this is what's called an antique, okay? Now, this was painted by an elder of my dad's church back on 135 Belmont Street in Worcester, Massachusetts, Calvary Evangelistic Center. My father was an Assembly of God pastor, and John Paul Raymond made this gift for my dad. Now, this painting today hangs in my office in Orlando, Florida. There's only one of them, and I need your help today. I know that may be a little far away, and this is not a 
right or wrong answer. You don't have to tell me in the back after if you got it right or not. But I need your help to count the birds. Okay? I want you to look at this painting. I want you to count the birds. But as you count the birds, I want to read something to you. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet, your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying at a single hour to your life? Matthew chapter 6, verses 26-27. So as we looked at that painting today, It really helps us set the tone of our heart to understand that in our lives we have this opportunity to either worry about tomorrow, and that's what psychiatrists define worrying. It's worrying about a future event. Or today we can praise the Lord. We can praise the Lord because He already knows and He already has figured it out. Think about this for a moment. I don't need to worry about tomorrow because God already has it figured out. Amen? So I want to learn how to praise the Lord today. So I want to read this entire chapter. I know you're going to take a nap right now when I start doing this. If you're watching church online, you can uh, pull up a pillow. Okay? We're going to read the entire chapter of Psalm 146. I want to read this to you. And actually, it's actually going to be on the screen Let's, let's read this together. Would you join me? Let me hear your voices. Let's read this together. Praise the Lord. Let all that I am praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God with my dying breath. Don't put your confidence in powerful people. There is no help for you there. When they breathe their last breath, They return to the earth, and all their plans die with them. But joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper, whose hope is in the Lord, their God. He made heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He keeps every promise forever. He gives justice to the oppressed and food to the hungry. The Lord frees the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are weighted down. The Lord loves the godly. The Lord protects the foreigners among us. He cares for the orphans and the widows, but he frustrates the plans of the wicked. The Lord will reign forever. He will be your God, O Jerusalem, throughout the generations. Say it with me. Praise the Lord. One more time. Praise the Lord. Amen. The foundation for us to praise the Lord is trust. So now you know hallelujah. Would you repeat after me? Hallelujah. The beautiful part about that word is every language knows it. Amen. And in the original Hebrew, you know what that means. It's hala. It's to mean praise Right? To tell someone how great they are, how awesome they are. Praise, hallelujah. Now say, yah, with me. One more time, yah. 
Now, I want you to do a little exercise. Take your, take your right hand. Okay, if you didn't watch Sesame Street, it's this one. Okay, take your right hand and put it up close, close to your mouth and say, yeah, really loud. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel the breath of you coming out of your mouth and hitting your hand? Say it again. Yeah. Some theologians define that the actual name of God is the breath and that every time we breathe, we say his name. Hallelujah. Does God live in you today? Do we praise the Lord? We praise the Lord because the question I have for us is, who are you praising? Because there's a lot of opportunities in society for us to put our trust in someone or something else. But even in the United States of America, if you pull out a dollar bill, they wrote on there a reminder. And what does it say in the current? In God, in God, in God we trust. So let's praise the Lord more than anybody else. Who are you praising? Let's praise the Lord more than anybody else. More than anybody else. Friday, how many days ago was Friday? Uh, Gentleman in the middle, help me do the math. Two days ago? Two days ago was Friday? Yes? Thank you. I was sitting with these men. I have this monthly gathering I call Leaders in Coffee, and I invite some gentlemen to sit with me and talk, and we, we actually go through three questions together. Some would call it accountability group. Some would call it iron sharpening iron. Actually, the gentleman to my left, uh, his name's John Thurman. He's been a mentor of mine for the last two years. But these men we gather, and what inspires me most about the men around the table in our conversations is one of the three questions we ask every time. What's your whoops? You see, to build community, to build connection with people, it's not about flexing and boasting on how good you are, right? It's not, it's not saying, hey, I figured it out, I'm Superman. It's asking the question, where have I messed up and I need God's help with this? Are you, are you with me? Because oftentimes when we get around people, we all of a sudden, out of influence and power, want to praise them. But the reality is, we need to be humble. Why are you praising? Why are you praising? So I have to tell you a little story um, about a season I'm in right now. I've lost count, Pastor Tim. I, I don't know how many months it is now. But last June, I started a social media fast. So Tim Cambridge, that stage name for stand-up comedy, that's, that's active But my personal social media, I have been off. I've been off, I don't know now, six months, going on seven months. Because I I, I felt guilty of praising people to kind of do a praise trade. Like, hey, I'll praise you. 
You praise me. I'll like your stuff, you like my stuff. I'll praise you, you praise me. And it was, I remember, the, I'll, I confess, there were some times I'd post something, I'd text some pastors or friends, hey, check out what I just did. I praise you, you praise me. And so meeting with these guys and asking those harder questions have helped me recondition my heart. Because why are you praising? Because we have to praise the Lord because He alone deserves our praise. So here's what I've learned through this journey, Pastor Tim. I met Pastor Tim and Jan today for the first time, although we've communicated lots. I love the, the not only the culture of your church, but the heartbeat of you in missions. And what I want to say to Pastor Tim and Jan publicly is this. I thank God for you. I thank God for you. But I don't praise you. I praise the Lord. But I'm going to thank God for them. And I, when you see someone doing the work of the Lord, thank God. Paul instructs us to do that. Thank God for them. When I think of you, I thank God for you. He doesn't, Pastor Tim doesn't want your praise. I mean, watch out for the lightning bolt, right? It's like, don't praise me. Look to your neighbor and say, sorry, not going to praise you. Just go ahead and tell him, sorry, not going to praise you. Now look back to your wife and say, I was just kidding. I do praise you. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're single, we'll talk after. My daughter likes to travel with me because she likes to hike. Uh, My wife likes to travel with me because she likes to shop. That's another story, okay, for another day. (laughs) And um, my daughter and I went to this place in outside of Las Vegas. I'm not a big fan of Vegas, but we have a few church partners there, so I have to go there normally once every other year. And outside of Las Vegas is this place called Red Rock Canyon. And uh, it's it's an amazing place to go hiking. And, and throughout the day, because of the temperature and the sunlight, the, the colors on the rocks change. My, one of my favorite times to be there is sunrise and sunset. I'll never forget this day. I, I, I went to the hotel, grabbed an apple. I love eating apples. And I go out to Red Rock Canyon. And I stop at one of my favorite places, and I take this photograph. Now, you probably can't see it from the screen. I take the picture, and I couldn't believe it. I looked down on this plaque. Whoever engineered this stop on the hike, they decided to put this little historical summary of the Red Rock Canyons, and they titled it with the headline, Painted by Time. It's this geological formation of rocks. So, Pastor Tim, I took that photograph, and I'm flying home from Las Vegas, and on my phone, I edited it. If you go on my personal Instagram, Tim Detellis, you'll see my very first post on there is that picture, but I edited it and it says painted by God. Painted by God. Because when are you and I praising the Lord? Every day is a good day. To praise the Lord. God created the heavens and the earth. And you can't take that from us. Those rocks weren't painted by time. They were painted by God. Amen.
So every day we wake up and we breathe and we see the sunlight and we feel the cold or the warmth. Every day is a good day to praise the Lord. Everyone around us is trying to tune out God. Now, I'm honored to serve on the board of directors for a Christian radio station. Out here is 88.7 Z88. Anyone listen to it? Pump up the jams. I'm a hut. 95.9. I like the I like their hip hop station. If you listen to the hip hop station, they have it's awesome. So we have a board of directors meeting next month for Z88, and God is moving and working. Praise the Lord. But I have to tell you a story about the founder Jim Hogue. He and I have known each other since before he started the station, and I've asked him questions numerous times. And how do you choose what goes on the radio? He goes, Well, we we have a focus group. They'll come together, and we give them headphones, and they'll listen to music. And there's only one thing we need them to do. Turn up the music, the volume, for the song you like. And turn the volume down for the one you don't like. Now, I want to pause for a moment. Today, when you go from here, culture and society wants to tune you out. They want to take the volume of the believer, the person of faith, the man and the woman that called Jesus Lord of their life, and they want to take that volume and they want to shut us down. Are you tracking with me? My encouragement to us today is we got to pump up the jams. we got to pump up the volume. I want to be loud in my faith. I want to show up at the comedy club and say, I love Jesus. I, I want to say to my neighbor, come on out with me. Let's go bowling. I'm not going to cuss and drink with you, but I will be your neighbor. And you will see who I believe in. Yesterday, I had nine neighbors gather for breakfast. My mother was there with us. Non-believers sitting next to me. And I said, before we begin, I, I just want to give thanks to the Lord for our neighborhood and our friendships. And I prayed. Why? Because every day is a good day to praise the Lord. I'm going to praise the Lord. And they're going to see what do you believe. Now, I've had a neighbor call me and say, I'm going in for surgery tomorrow. Would you pray for me? And my nickname for him was Cussing Jim. Okay. Are you tracking with me? Right. We don't turn down the volume. We praise the Lord every day because every day is a good day to praise the Lord. Thank you. I love you. Because I believe when you said that, what my heart heard was stay true to the conviction of God's word. See, a lot of people, um, Pastor Tim, and this is, my dad was a pastor for 25 years. I'm still a recovering preacher's kid. And I was a missionary kid, which means I twitch a lot. But there's a lot of people that know it. They don't want to live it. Because it's hard to obey it. To obey it, we have to have what's called conviction. And that ain't a comforting word. In, in most churches, they don't want to talk about conviction. They want to talk about Pleasure, you know, it's like finding God is like becoming best friends with Tony Robbins. Like what, what happened? Are you tracking with me on that? You know, God is not your guru to get the life you dream of. God is your savior to set you free from the bondage that has held you back from being who God made you to be. Amen. Was that too personal? Did I hurt anybody? Okay. Thank you for letting me preach it. That, I took a moment. So, what about the bad days? Come on, Tim. You seem kind of optimistic. You seem kind of encouraging. 
But what about the bad days? We just got some news this week, or so-and-so in my family's not doing well, or the job ain't looking too good. What about the bad days, Tim? What do we do? How do I praise the Lord on those days? Let's be honest. I'll be the first to raise my hand. Anyone got bad days? Come on. Show me. Yep. Okay. I want you to meet a friend of mine by the name of Kenan. Kenan and I, we used to be in a band together. So I I love your worship team. I, I did all I could not to jump up here and be a part of it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I wanted to be a drummer growing up. But my father said, take piano lessons. So I, I play the keyboard and the accordion. Amen. Praise Jesus. That's what I'm talking. Maybe I'll bring the accordion to the comedy concert this year, Pastor Tim. We'll do that. Let's, I'm going to make a note. Oh, I've got to make a note of that. That's a good idea. I'll bring the accordion. Kenan and I, back in 1996, were in a band called Orlando Metro. We recorded two live worship CDs, wrote a lot of songs together. He played guitar, I played keyboards. But on Tuesday nights, we would rent out the Plaza Theater in Orlando, Florida and do an outreach event for singles called Orlando Metro. Actually, Z88, the radio station, helped sponsor it back when the radio station just went on the air. I mean, we, we had a Christian rock band, if you can imagine. Had a B3 organ player, lead guitar. One of the Tuesday nights, we actually did the song Jesus Freak by DC Talk. Talk about... Rip the roof off. But Kenan, he started this men's group called Dream Builders back 23 years ago. And the whole purpose of the group was you'd get together with other guys and you would share a dream that God gave you to impact the lives of others. The big question was, who does God want you to serve? And it was at that group 20 years ago this year, 20 years ago, I shared with that group that I wanted to launch a comedy event called Laugh All Night to go to churches around the country to bring families together for a clean night of comedy, laughter, and then promote awareness to new missions and raise funds for the churches and the schools that we have across the island of Hispaniola in Haiti and the Dominican Republic. And for 20 years, we've been doing Laugh All Night comedy concerts. Isn't that amazing? It has become the largest source of of funding for the mission. Literally, we have hosted over 550 comedy concerts in the last 20 years to the glory of God. Would you put your hands together for that? Yeah. So Kenan was a part of the beginning of that. And he recently invited us to get together. And there were about 60 men. Is the... Can we put the picture of Kenan back up? Is that There we go. Let's put the picture of Kenan up. So Kenan and I, I got this picture with him because on this morning, just a few months ago, he asked the guys to get back together. It's kind of like a reunion. And about 60 men surrounded this man to pray for him because he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Kenan, are you worried about this? And here's what he told us. He said, no, I'm not worried about it because I'm trusting God. He goes, but I did ask the Lord to help me 
understand how great he is. And one morning, I'm looking out my sliding glass door, and a blue jay flew into the door and hit the glass door and fell to the ground. He goes, I opened up the sliding glass door, I picked up the bird, and I started to look at it. My God, you made this bird. Look at the intricacies and the beauty and the detail. And I just knew that I could trust the Lord with my life. And he said, ever since then, he goes, now birds matter to me. And every time I see a bird, I think about how God is who I can trust. And so after that meeting, I went online and I found some postcards. And during Kennan's chemo treatments, every week, I would send him two postcards of birds. And on the back of the postcard, I'm praying for you. Count the birds. Because you and I, by worrying, will not add one hour to our lives. So we need to count the birds around us. Even on the bad days, we need to trust the Lord. Because he already has it figured out. So friends, if you wake up tomorrow, would you say these four words? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Say with me, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now in a moment, your pastor's going to come for some prayer time and I do want to show you a video about new missions, but, but before we do that, I, I, I need to be very clear about this. How will your praise become contagious to those around you who won't praise? When they're in storms that are so hurtful and so dark, you can show up. You can bring with you the presence of God that's in your life because you praise him, because you have trust in him. Hallelujah. Friends, the world around us does not want us to praise the Lord. They want us to lose faith. They want us to have doubt. They want us to live in fear. But I refuse to listen. I want to sing hallelujah, and I want to praise the Lord no matter the season and no matter the circumstance. So, To introduce this video I want to close with about new missions, I I need to let you know that my mother and father had zero experience in missions, but they had a 100% calling. And when God calls you, (laughs) he enables you. He sends you out. We went to Haiti on January 6, 1983, and we camped out and lived in tents for three months. Literally ate outside. The sugar cane was our bathroom facility. The ocean was the shower. We lived primitive. No electricity. No running water. No telephone. And the very first Sunday, as your pastor mentioned, we started a church under coconut trees with a banner that read, Haiti, Esperance en Dieu. Haiti, hope in God. Fast forward today. 41 years later now, 100% of our mission in Haiti is led and run by Haitians that have grown up in our mission. All the teachers, yeah, praise the Lord. 
We literally have 500 Haitians on full-time staff in Haiti, pastors and teachers and nurses and cooks. And so today, if God puts it on your heart, if you want to support one of the students in our school, you can actually sponsor a child for any amount. Just come back to the table. You can pick out a photograph of a boy or girl, and you can pull out this envelope, fill it out, leave it with us. You don't have to give any support, but any amount, $10, $20, $30, whatever amount you want to pledge monthly, go home with your photograph. You're the only one sponsoring them. So you can go to the table and do that after. And then I have a thank you gift when you sponsor a child. It's a devotional titled Every Day Joy and Peace. And I contributed to week number nine. So that's a gift for you today. And then repeat after me, everyone. Come by the table, grab a download card for a book I wrote, Good Neighbors Make Great Neighborhoods. That's a gift for everyone today. And so thank you for helping to change the lives of our students. Did you know, every time you give here with your tithes and offerings, every time you give, you're helping missions around the world and you're helping new missions. So thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your prayers. Because what we're doing for the kingdom will outlast us. I like to say it this way. When you come to church, you leave richer than you came. And that's not a get rich scheme. It's called an eternal investment strategy that God had to take you and me and be a part of something bigger than who we are. We become richer than we came because we invest in something that outlasts us. The scriptures teach us. Store up for yourselves treasures where? Where? On earth? In heaven. So when we give, we give for eternity's sake. Where neither moth nor rust destroys. It gives me goosebumps. That's something worth living for. You see, let me, let me be blunt with you. I didn't wear these shoes driving here today. I changed into them. Because in the trunk of my car, I leave shoes. So I can drive comfortable Hold on. Did you hear me? I changed my shoes. Did anybody go into a closet this morning and pick out an option? Like, did you have to choose? Okay, let me get even more personal. If you went to the bathroom indoors today, you're rich. Did I, was that okay? Are you with me? So we get to come here today. We get to be generous and we get to invest into what outlasts us because we already have enough. We already have enough. So then why do we have? We have to help those that don't yet know Jesus. Because I'll, I'll leave you with this. And now, Pastor Tim, I'm, 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 I'm taking too much time. But um, I... We went to Haiti in 1983. And before a child or a mother or a father would step away from voodooism and accept Jesus... We fed them first. We gave them medical care first. We met their physical needs first. And then spiritually, it opened up their hearts to ask a simple question. Why do you love me so well? See, I've stopped asking my wife to love me. And I've told her, don't ask me to love you. Ask me to love God more. And and you love God more. And guess what? We'll see what I'm doing here. See, if if we love God more, we will be more generous to other people. We will love people better. And as we love people more, guess what happens? They ask the question, why? Why are you so generous? And that love and that generosity 
touches their lives. Amen. Praise the Lord. He's using us. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I want you to celebrate with me. Let's watch this short video and then Pastor Tim will come. anniversary in new missions because it has changed my life that I get to go to a Christian school that I get to learn about Jesus and that it helps me paying for it because I only have a dad. Because of the new missions, I am a nurse and school teacher. I love you, new missions. We're very, very thankful for the job that the mission is doing here and see this generation are changing. You know, it really fills up our hearts with joy. Today is a pleasure for me to wish a happy anniversary to New Missions. So my life has changed because New Missions helped me to go to the high school and the Bible school. New Missions have changed my life because I became a Christian here. It has given me a really good education and currently I'm going to college and I'm working here translating the letters that the sponsor sent to the students. May God bless the New Missions staff, the sponsors and especially the Talis family. Because of your missions, my life is changed. I personally wanted to thank you for obeying the voice of the Lord. And you did just like Abraham. You went to a foreign country, knowing no one. And because you trusted the Lord, my life was changed. My family life was changed. My people in Haiti were changed and they were never the same because of that gospel that spread throughout the country. I pray that when you get to heaven, there will be a multitude of Haitians who will wait for your coming at the gate to thank you. Amen. Doesn't it do your heart good to see people's lives changed? Amen. You know, that's what all of missions is about. That's what our work is about. That's what we're here to ask God to help us do, to see lives changed, because lives can only be changed through Jesus Christ. I'm so glad God allowed Tim to come and encourage us and challenge us today. And if I could look at the broad view first and then go back to the narrow view, and that is that I never want to miss an opportunity to encourage you once again to have a heart for missions. That's why we talk about it the first Sunday of every month and lots of times in between like today. And you're involved in missions by praying for missionaries and missions projects. You're involved in giving to missions, and I'm so glad that most all of our church family every year give generously to give missions and encourage you to continue to do that. But you're involved in missions by being a missionary in your world, and I'm so glad, Tim, that you made that evident in what you spoke to us about today. You encouraged us in and challenged us in just as simple as being a good neighbor. I'm looking forward to reading your book. I have a feeling I kind of know at least a little bit where the direction is going. But being a good neighbor is being involved in missions or a good coworker, or a good friend at school or wherever it is that you go. 
So as we wrap this service up today, I just want to challenge you to continue to commit your heart and your mind to what God's heart beats for, and that's missions. But to narrow it down, again, we're so glad that Tim was able to be with us today and challenge us and encourage us. And I encourage you after we dismiss that you go out and stop by his table on your way out. Talk with him a little bit. Check out the stuff he's got going there. If God's laid on your heart to support a child in one of the schools, go for it. Now, you do that. You do that on your own. You send it directly to them. You know, we as a church support new missions out of what you give here along with all the other missionaries. But if God lays in your heart to support a child, do that. And if you've got any questions about it, I'm sure he'll be glad to answer those questions. Let's all stand together. And then the last thing I'll mention about that is that we are going to take an offering. We are taking an offering today. In fact, I already put ours in the box in the back. And we encourage you to give as you leave to New Missions along with your other gifts. Just mark it that way. Mark it New Missions. Mark it Haiti. If it comes in today, hey, mark Haiti. We know it goes to New Missions. I asked Tim. I said, Tim, you know, is the offering today an honorarium for you? Because I have no problems with that. He travels around. He runs the organization. He says, nope. Everything that comes in will go to the work. Those of you that are online, you can give online and we encourage you to do that. Or you can send it in, whatever. But so thankful for God to speak to us today. I just want to end with this way. Shifting gears just a little bit. If you're here today and you've got a special need in your life, would you just raise your hand? Because we want to pray for each other. I know we prayed for needs a little bit earlier, but we didn't have any time for a response. See, maybe people with their hands raised. Can you look around and see the people around you that had their hands raised? If someone is close to you, would you join with them? And even if you got your hands raised, you may say, I got a need, but I want to join with somebody else because I want to pray for their need. Can we just find someone? There's several people with their hands raised. Nobody's with them. If you got a need, raise your hand. One, at least one or so people joining with you. You know, God touches people through pastors. God touches people through elders. God touches people through other believers in Jesus Christ. And that's what we're going to believe for today. Just begin to pray. Father God, we come to you and we thank you for this time that we've had together in your house with your people to worship and praise you, to give to you what you deserve and praise, glory, and honor, and and maybe some offering, Lord. And Lord, we come to you and we say, Lord, we want to receive everything you have for us. And Lord, we have received from your word. And I pray that every challenge and every encouragement from your word would take root in our hearts and would grow and bear fruit, Lord God. I pray that as a result of us being gathered together today, we'd be encouraged to live this life for your glory, waking up every morning saying, hallelujah, praise the Lord. This is a great day. Or hallelujah, praise the Lord. This isn't as great a day for me as I would like, but I'm still going to praise God because God's in control and he's going to take care of me. Father, you see each one. We've been praying, God, meet each need. Whatever it might be, Lord, for healing, for strength, for provision, for wisdom. And Father, I pray that as we leave this place today, we would leave encouraged and energized and ready to do what we need to do in life, but also to make a difference, a difference in our home, a difference in our world, a difference in our neighborhood as you guide and lead and direct. Father, we thank you and we praise you for that. 
In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen.